Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio Wednesdays at 5pm for Brainwaves, Melbourne's drive-time radio show. Giving voice to people with mental illness. One in five have a mental illness, but five in five can enjoy this great program featuring heartwarming stories, great information and some laughs as well. Find us at 3CR. 855 on your AM dial. Sponsored by Mental Illness Fellowship of Victoria. Welcome, listeners. Um, you're on Brainwaves on 3CR, 855 AM on your dial. Interviewing today are Kathy and Kate. And with us is our guest, Ray. Um, Ray is currently writing an anthology of poetry for young people and a non-fiction work on her work as a nurse in Papua New Guinea. Ray lives with severe mo- multiple medical conditions, including post-traumatic stress disorder anxiety and depression. Welcome, Ray. Hi. Hi, Kate. Oh, and don't forget epilepsy. And epilepsy. (laughs) I forgot to write that down. Very important. Very important. Ray, your life story is a fascinating tale. Um, Tell us about your background. Well, it is almost the tale of two cities there too, Kate. Um, I I am a registered nurse. Um, Even though I'm not working as one anymore, I still call myself a registered nurse. Some people say yay, some people say you can't do that. Um, yeah, that's their problem. <laughs> um, I've had depression since I was a child, um, since I can remember. Um, sure. You know, walking around the farm with my three imaginary friends, Froggy Possum and Squirrel, and yeah, all kinds of things. But uh, yeah, very sort of lonely and depressed, moved around heaps. Um, but now I have um, my mental illnesses are uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, and anxiety, and I got diagnosed with them since um, on coming home from overseas, working overseas in, in Papua New Guinea. So could you tell us, could you paint a picture for us of what life was like as a nurse in Papua New Guinea so that our listeners get an understanding of the impact of that experience on you yeah, as a person? Yeah, sure. Um, I went there when I was 23 years old. Um, I I just went to my church organisation and said, look, guys, um, I'm a registered nurse, I'm single, send me somewhere I can be of use. And they sent me there. Um, I lived up in the Eastern Highlands on a station, um, very, very, very remote, anything from six hours to three days to get to the nearest town, depending on the roads, tribal violence, um, yeah, fighting, all kinds of things. The road was... Ugh, it was a mess. Impossible. <laughs> yeah, nearly all the time, yeah. Sure. Um, I had one day off every three months, so um, and I would go into town and buy flour and rice and stuff, but that, of course, was if the road was <laughs> approachable, which, yeah. Um, I was a community health worker um, trainer. Uh, we had a hospital there on, at, on the station. We also had a church and a school. And my students would go from the school up to the house sick. I love that word, but that's the hospital, house sick. So from school to the house sick, we'd work, walk up the stairs. I was teaching these these young young 
adults from the remote villages uh, skills that are unthinkable for a, a nurse to have in, in our society, in Western society. They were doing tonsillectomies and, um, and caesareans, ripping the babies out with you know, unsterile knives and sure. you know, blunt. You know, it, was, it was archaic, but it was the best that we could do. Right. Yeah. And what, what age were the children you were taught, teaching in the school? Well, uh, Kate, when you're born out in a, in a bush hut somewhere in the bush, you don't get given a birth certificate. So um, they had a strange way of the little local primary school telling how old kids were. Um, they would reach over and touch, put their hand over their head and touch their opposite ear with their hand. And if they could reach their arm over and touch their ear, they were old enough for school. Um, right. If they weren't, they'd go back, get sent back to their villages, and you know, and told to come back next year. So, and you've got you've got a lovely poem that really speaks to a sense of dislocation and loss yeah. with this move to PNG. Would you like to share that with us? Yeah, well, actually, the poem is on returning home, um, and and the the desperation, the the difference of things here in Australia where technology moved on. Every single person had a mobile phone. Um, where I lived, we had no electricity, no telephone, no radio, no internet, no nothing. It was three years, actually, after Princess Diana died, I actually found out she died. When wow. I returned home and heard that goodbye, English rose, I was like, what's all this about? Because we were so cut off from the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the poem, I've written a poem called Castaway, and... Um, I saw that Tom Hanks movie on my return home with his ball, your Wilson, and uh, you know the volleyball, and on this desert island. And I wrote a poem called Castaway, but on me being home in, in the environment that should be normal and, and where I feel safe, my you know your home hometown, country, yeah. But where I would stand for hours, turning off and on a, a light switch because electricity was so much fun <laughs> such a novelty yeah. um my mum also passed away when i was over in Papua new guinea um it would be actually her 80th birthday today right now fantastic yeah but um she died quite suddenly so um i came home my mum was gone dad had remarried and yeah it was sort of whoa it was quite an empty jungle yeah so here's the poem cast away Alone for three years, a fluffy pink elephant as my only friend. Isolated from the modern world, from home, family and friends, the world went on, moving, flowing, growing. On my return home, I was lost and confused. The world I knew was gone. My world no more existed. Deep, agonising loneliness fell heavy upon me. I wasn't isolated anymore, yet I was alone. In my desperate time of need, I found that I was a castaway, an alien lost in my old familiar home place, truly alone. Cast away into the depths of despair, left to fight for a life I used to take for granted, that I was once so familiar with. Cast away, thrown into a desperate confusion, insanity and death closer than touch. Nothing was normal anymore. Time has passed for me, yet I'm still alone in a world I once called home, cast away from life. I, I still do feel that, Kate, sometimes. You know, sure. Quite alone. Describe it to us in plain words. <laughs> um, I've, I've, got, I've got a really, really amazing group of close friends. 
um, and very supportive, incredibly supportive. Um, and, um, and my faith, <laughs> they're the two things that have got me through so far. Um, my friends, uh, though, you know, they're, they're close and they give you so much support. Uh, they've got families, they've got kids, they've moved on too. They, you know, part of transition, part of the world. It keeps on flowing, keeps on moving. And I feel sort of that I'm still su- stuck as that single sort of one person in the world, sort of not having anyone, you know, lay in bed with me at night, you know. Um, Cuddle up to Yeah, it. yeah. Um, you know, uh, it's it's the dream to to get married and have kids, but you know those things were taken away also when on return um, found out I couldn't have babies when I was twenty six. So you know, tough, tough. But um, my friends, um, they lift me up through those dark times. But sometimes I won't let them. Sometimes when the depression grabs you, you 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 want to curl up, build a fort in your bedroom, build a fort, and not let anyone in. And sometimes I've got to let friends into this fort. Um, Ray, can you please um, just tell us, like, where, or, like, um, just go into like more detail? Where did your mental illness, like epilepsy and your anxiety, like, where did it stem from? Like, what sort of horrors did you have to go through? Yeah. Well, I've got to correct you there, Kathy. Epilepsy is not a mental illness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I meant no, all the all the illnesses. It's a big mistake. Yeah. No, um, that was a mistake. There. Um, the epilepsy um, was from brain injury. Um, I'm glad you said that, Kathy, because like mm. a lot of people think epilepsy is a dangerous mental illness. Yeah, it makes you a dangerous person. They don't want anything to do with you. I've got a few family members like that, which is really horrible. It's sad. Um, but tomorrow is Epilepsy Awareness um, Week. Um, and I'm wearing an Epilepsy Awareness yay, purple bracelet that Ray gave purple, me. Purple on the 26th of. Thursday, 26th is Epilepsy Awareness Day, Purple Day, so please wear purple and support people with epilepsy. Those quiet illnesses, same like mental illness, um, the quiet illnesses that you don't always see. Um, but the epilepsy was from brain injuries. Yeah, um, that's a more physical Yeah, that's illness. physical. Sorry, I'm going to be talking got about that, that next. <laughs> um, I must be nervous. We were going to talk about that yeah. in the second half of the show. Yeah. I, th- I think Kathy's asking about if you could tell us PTSD. what happened. What happened? Yeah. Um, well, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, it, it showed its ugly head um, while well, I was over in Papua New Guinea, um, but more so coming home um, with the noise of, of modern society and you know cars backfiring, sounds like shotguns. And, you know, I have been shot. I've been shot at. You know, I was hearing shotguns all the time. So any loud noises, even my phone, even when somebody sends me a text message and I'm not expecting it, I go, (gasps) and I sort of have a laugh with anyone around me. But sometimes it can be quite embarrassing. And sometimes I can go into a full anxiety attack just from from a a loud noise, walking, walking down the street, um, last Friday I had dinner with a few beautiful, beautiful, amazing friends. Um, I had two bad anxiety attacks where I could not breathe anymore. Um, and then they sat me down and helped me breathe and you know, counted my breath. Um, these things I never had before in my life. Not prior to BMG. No, no, not before Papua New Guinea, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think you've got a poem that would be um, good to lead out the first half of the show um, where you speak to finding your faith. It, it was a very yeah. positive poem. Oh, yeah. I've had my faith for ever since I can remember, but 
uh, God has been really good and I've, I've, I'm concentrating more on, on my belief and faith in God. As, yeah, that's got, got me through life. Okay, so this poem's called Hard Times. When life became troubled and all thoughts were mixed, when my smile was just a facade, my burdens were doubled, struggling times loomed fixed, and everything seemed so hard. Dead and spiritual life, a great loss in my heart, big changes eventually occurring, each moment more strife than I was wanting to start. I didn't realise what was happening. The more troubles that occurred took me further from the Lord instead of drawing me nearer. I was then spurred to search God's word and allow my view to come clearer. I searched through the Bible, but nothing I found took away all that pain and fear. But a friend who had heard of the troubles abound directed me towards prayer. I knelt down by my bed, all acting aside, and faced the Lord with my plea. It was then that he said, My precious child, come unto me. And there in his power I opened my soul and parted away with all cares. Like a newly formed flower, I then became whole when I took to the Lord in prayer. Fantastic, Ray. And we're going to um, take a break on that very poignant note. Sure. Um, before we before we go to some music, um, I have a plug for um, MI Fellowship, MI Fellowship volunteer recruitment. Um, are you interested in radio? Do you want to be a voice for mental health? Our Brainwaves program is looking for volunteers right now. Volunteers must have a lived experience of mental illness, be passionate about social justice issues, and want to raise awareness of mental health in the community. Welcome back, listeners. You're on Brainwaves on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am on your dial. Um, interviewing today are Kate and Kathy, and with us is our guest Ray. Ray has been telling us about her um, traumatic experiences as a young nurse in PNG. And um, in the second half of today's show, Ray's going to tell us about her return to Melbourne and the consequences of that time in PNG. Welcome, Ray. Hi, hi. Um, also, my other name for myself is uh, Humpty Dumpty. Okay. <laughs> Why? Well, all the good doctors and all great RNs couldn't put Humpty together again. Okay. <laughs> I, I spent most of my time going to, to medical appointments. It is really quite depressing, you know, going into a doctor's office and they say, we can't help you, you're just going to get worse. I'm 42. Um, well, they've been saying that since I was about 35, but <laughs> yeah, and then I sort of go home and, oh, I'm only going to get worse. So so why? Why? What am I doing? Yeah, so yeah. tell us, what happened when you got back to Melbourne, um, Ray? After getting back, I actually sort of walked off the plane. I didn't um, walk off the plane. I was homeless. I sort of... Um, I've, I finally, um, uh, saw my friends, uh, I, I lived with a couple of my friends' fiancés. I kept the boys in line for a little while. Um, but yeah, I was, I worked in Mount Gambia for a short time. Um, but, uh, the, the, the PTSD was, was just way too bad and, and I actually could not work. Um, I was really a, a drooling, dribbling, non-verbal you know, mess. It, sure. it was bad. Um, 
I sort of picked myself up. I had a back surgery uh, about 14 years ago, um, uh, dystectomy and lamectomy, all those you know, medical words, um, and I picked myself up. I sort of, that was the last time I was in, actually in a, a psych hospital. Um, my last admission was, was after that surgery. Um, I, and I sort of realised that, um, wow, my body is, is starting to break down. Um, and I was diagnosed with osteoarthritis throughout my body and rheumatoid arthritis, fibromyalgia, all extremely painful conditions. Sure. I walk with a, um, a walking frame. Um, got that about a year ago. Um, and what was the consequence of all those levels of pain? Oh, well, um, I, I, severe insomnia. Um, lying down you know, in bed hurts. Sitting hurts. Standing hurts. Walking. <laughs> yeah, breathing Breathing can actually get to the point where it hurts. You feel like your teeth are hurting. You're in so much mm, pain. Mm. Um, but I, I've been working on with doctors and pain clinics and stuff like that on, on exercises to manage my pain. Um, I'm huge. Uh, but um, when I got the diagnosis of, of epilepsy, I actually had to stop swimming. And I actually stopped walking too. I, I, I started walking a lot. I lost about 40 kilograms, actually more than that. Um, but then I got epilepsy and life really stopped um, to walk outside and have a seizure in public and have people kick you and mug you, um, people laugh at you, people thinking you're drunk. Um, yeah. You know, um, that's, that's, the, that's the anxiety that comes with epilepsy. And I already had the anxiety, but it, it even became more. I, I, I didn't leave my house. Um, and the depression, the depression of just not going anywhere and and being so terribly frightened seizure after seizure and and doctors and 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 x-rays and mris and hospitalizations and and you know one minute I, i'm i'm sitting on the toilet the next minute i'm in hospital um you know not knowing who you are where you are um it started affecting my speech and it still does when i get close to a seizure i stutter um i actually waiting for brain surgery and I can lose 50% of my speech with that. So, Ray, oh. would you like to... You've got a beautiful poem called Epilepsy which really expresses everything you've just been saying. Would you like to share it? Yep, yep, yep. It's called Epilepsy. Um, right. Epilepsy, you have taken from me my courage from my life, my home. Epilepsy, I'm not free. I'm scared, unsafe and alone. Epilepsy, you bastard, you fiend, you've captured my body and mind. Epilepsy, bloody refugee, take hold, but my soul you won't find. Right, so what would you like to, sh what, what would you like to share with the listeners about what it's like living with epilepsy before we lead into a very positive, uplifting poem? Yep. Um, epilepsy, um... Learn first aid for it first. Um, all you guys would be really nice if you knew what to do. You know, protect the person's head when they fall or, you know, um, put a jump or put a bag in your lap. Don't put things in their mouths. Um, call an ambulance and time. Time the seizure is really, really important. Um, because it's Epilepsy Awareness Day tomorrow, Purple Day, remember? Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll be in purple. Yeah, we, we just want to spread the word that it's not, 
a, a disease that's going to kill you know thousands of people it's not a pandemic it's not a communicable disease it's not a mental illness it's it's an, it's caused from brain injuries it's caused from birth you know be, being born some it's genetics it, it can be a genetic illness um it can be caused by trauma but just don't judge people that have epilepsy mm. help them um cuz it's a very hard lonely lot life out there with it so what is your philosophy or saying in life right oh my philosophy of <laughs> um i uh, i really firmly believe one moment at a time not one day a day it's just too hard so one moment at a time not a day and would you like to lead us out with this lovely uplifting poem i can i would thank you yeah i'd love to um i can I can't run from the pain, I can't cry for lost life, but I can turn it into peace. I can't choose my dreams, I can't choose the images, but I can decipher them. I can't live my life over again, I can't turn back the clock, but I can acknowledge it. I can't leave my body, I can't leave my own soul, but I can nurture them. I can't undo mistakes. I can't think if only, but I can learn from them. I can live. I can have peace. I can find joy. I can. Fantastic, Ray. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Um, And look, before we go out at the end of the show, um, there's been some fairly serious content discussed in this in this conversation, if anybody is feeling that they need to reach out for help or assistance, Suicide Line is 1300 651 The Suicide Callback Service is 1300 467 And Lifeline 1311. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.